Hey, this is Sophia from CNET here with the latest tech news. Schools are going virtual only. Companies like Google and Facebook are telling employees to work remotely. And the immunocompromised population has been advised to stay home. On March 11th, President Trump implemented travel restrictions from Europe, except from the UK and Ireland, just as the NBA canceled the rest of its season. The virus, which appears to have originated in Wuhan, China, has since caused surging cases of the disease COVID-19 in Italy, Iran, Spain, Germany, France, and South Korea. It's also made its way to the United States. As confirmed cases in the U.S. top 1,600, and the outbreak that is coronavirus is declared a pandemic, we could all be spending more time at home than ever, or even self-quarantining. While the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's current thinking is that the risk of being exposed to COVID-19 is low, the rapid spread of the virus in China and Italy suggests that more of us might choose, or be forced to, minimize our time outside the home with a quarantine or extreme social distancing. These measures are designed to prevent the rapid spread of coronavirus, and as experts call it, flatten the curve. Social distancing, isolation, and quarantine each have different goals. But all of these protocols are designed to limit the spread of COVID-19, the disease that results from the novel coronavirus and other communicable diseases. Here's what each term means, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, as well as the CDC. Social distancing is used to limit close interaction among people. You can see this happening as conferences are canceled, gatherings are limited, and schools shut down. Individuals may also choose to distance themselves by avoiding public transit or choosing to work remotely. Other social distancing practices include avoiding handshakes and remaining more than three feet from other people. To be quarantined is when a person who is well, not sick or exhibiting symptoms, separates themselves or drastically restricts their movement. It's used when a person has come in contact with an infected person and needs to monitor their symptoms. Quarantine is also used with individuals who are at high risk of contracting COVID-19 and need to limit their exposure to potentially ill people. Isolation is when a person that's ill or displaying presumptive coronavirus symptoms is separated from those who are healthy to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. In some cases, people might be isolated in a hospital, while those with manageable symptoms are isolated at home. Many cities, like Seattle and San Francisco, are already exercising social distancing protocols by canceling community events and, in some cases, closing schools. Those cities declared the coronavirus outbreak a public health emergency, enabling health officials to implement measures that protect the public. For instance, on March 11th, California health officials expanded the gatherings policy and asked to cancel or suspend all events with 250 or more attendees. But the question many people are asking is, should I self-quarantine to prevent exposure to the coronavirus? The CDC currently advises all people over the age of 60, as well as the immunocompromised, to practice strict social distancing and even suggest they stay at home as much as possible, but doesn't advise on a full-on self-quarantine to prevent the spread or transmission of the disease. Still, individuals who are immunocompromised may choose to self-quarantine or practice some kind of hybrid social distancing and quarantine while the virus takes hold in their communities. 
If the virus becomes as pervasive as some medical experts predict, we may all find ourselves in some version of quarantine or extreme social distancing. There's a lot more to preparing for coronavirus quarantine than hoarding toilet paper and bottled water. Drawing from advice of the CDC, HHS, World Health Organization, and experts, this quarantine checklist will get you and your family prepared for spending a lot of time at home. First, get a flu shot. It needs to be said, if you or any family members have not gotten a flu shot and you're still healthy, go get one. The flu shot does not prevent people from contracting COVID-19, but it does help in a few important ways. Getting a flu shot dramatically reduces the likelihood of getting the flu, which means fewer admittances to the hospital, freeing up healthcare providers to address patients with COVID-19 and other illnesses. By avoiding the flu, you're also helping your body's immune system stay strong so it can fight off communicable diseases like COVID-19. Finally, getting a flu shot is about empathy and responsibility for the community. By reducing your chances of getting the flu, you are especially helping those with weakened immune systems stay healthy and as protected as possible from COVID-19. Secondly, stock up on items, but don't hoard. Many of us who work an eight-hour workday spend at least that much time outside of our homes. And during that time, we're relying on our employers or other businesses for essentials like toilet paper and meals. After you determine the amount of quarantine time you want to prepare for, grab the appropriate quantity of these items as outlined by ready.gov. This is certainly not an exhaustive list and your needs will vary depending on the type of things you rely on every day. For bath and hygiene, ready.gov recommends a 30-day supply of medication, including over-the-counter pain relievers, cough and cold medicine, as well as electrolytes. Toilet paper, of course, feminine hygiene products, hand soap, laundry detergent, infant needs, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, and skincare needs. For food and kitchen items, there is no definitive list, but there are some food items that work better than others. You might also want to take an inventory of your kitchen toolkit in case you find yourself prepping more meals from scratch while stuck indoors. Here are a few good things to have on hand in your pantry. Dried beans, rice, and other grains, canned fish, soup, and stews, essentials like oil, salt, and pepper, smoothie blends and protein powder, coffee and tea, and snacks that have a longer shelf life, like dried fruit and nuts. For your freezer, try and stock up on vacuum-sealed meat and poultry, like chicken, beef, and pork. Try to avoid fish, which can spoil if it's not properly frozen. It's also a good idea to stock up on frozen vegetables and fruit. Third, get a better work-from-home setup. If you're lucky enough to continue working remotely during the outbreak, you'll want to make sure that you have everything you need to continue to work effectively. Also, consider some of these best practices for working from home. Get dressed and ready for work every day. Doing so will get you into a productive mindset and help you look presentable on video conferences and maintain some kind of routine. Avoid housework. This is a tough one. But working from home doesn't mean doing the laundry, washing the dishes, and cleaning up throughout the day. To avoid any housework, make sure to clean up before you start the day or before bed. Coordinate meeting schedules. If you're quarantined with someone else working remotely, you'll want to coordinate meetings so that you're not disrupting each other. 
Simply share calendars or connect briefly before the day begins. If you each have an office or designated area, this wouldn't apply to you. The hardest thing about working from home is setting boundaries. Be sure to schedule breaks when you can stretch, do an at-home workout, or eat. Also make sure you're clocking out at some point and putting your laptop away for the day. This will help you stay sane while working from home. Four, change your routine. Losing your routine and being stuck indoors can put a strain on your mental health. Here are some things to plan ahead for. If you need medical support that doesn't require immediate admittance, get to know your insurance provider's telemedicine or video appointment services. For instance, depending on you or your family's needs, the physician can prescribe medications which you can often choose to have delivered. Exercise. You don't need a Peloton to work out at home. Plenty of YouTube channels offer free workout videos and workout apps get you an experience on par with an in-studio class. As the outbreak spreads and the death toll increases, many people may find themselves deeply worried or even panicked. During those times, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. If you're participating in a quarantine or self-quarantine that doesn't forbid you from leaving the house, you'll go out into the world, like to get groceries or visit a family member. When you do, make sure to wash your heads thoroughly and often for avoiding exposure to COVID-19. When you return home or in the event someone visits your home, be sure to sanitize your house. This means using disinfecting products to wipe down frequently used services, including countertops, doorknobs, faucets, and tables. Many retailers are currently sold out of disinfecting products like Lysol, online and in stores, but there are some alternatives to wipes and sprays. One final word on face masks. Though the initial response to the novel coronavirus in the United States was to go out and buy face masks, health officials have since asked the public to stop buying them unless someone is sick and needs to reduce the chances of transmitting COVID-19 to others. So no, you don't need to stock up on face masks to stay at home. Save them for the ones who really need them, healthcare workers and those who are sick. For more of the latest tech news, visit cnet.com.